0: With us today is Anthony Scaramucci. Well, he is the leader. I consider him the, the leader in uh, what was going on with Bitcoins. And uh, he thinks it's a great investment. So we're going to ask him for status. Where the heck are we in Bitcoins? Uh, Anthony Scaramucci, where the heck are we? Uh, the markets are going up. The markets are going down. Interest rates are up one day, down the other day. And 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 bitcoins were down to sixteen thousand. Now they're back up to twenty three, twenty four thousand. Give us your evaluation. What's going on?
1: Well, first of all, always great to be on. Let me let, let's just start with the macro environment. I think somebody's going to write economic history fifty years from now that the Fed over-allocated capital during COVID, during the pandemic, and now they are aggressively taking it out of the system. Uh, this is the largest, most dramatic interest rate hike in about 45 years. They've gone 500 basis points or 5% in 21 months. They're signaling to the markets that they're going to do at least another 150, possibly more basis points. So They're
0: trying to break see... the country. The people in Washington are, are, well, I, I are I not as strategy. efficient as, so, uh, you know?
1: I think it's a very, very bad strategy because... Uh, the secular forces are for disinflation, and t- you know this in your business. You know this in the you know, the early stages of grocery with the barcodes and all that efficiency. Now we have the RFID technology. We have all this massive software that helps us shift goods and services more efficiently. The, the price biases are trending down as a result of all this disinflation. Uh, The inflation was actually inducted by the Fed putting too much money into the system. Now they're taking the money out, in my opinion, too quickly, and they're going to break something. They'll break the economy. They'll push millions of people out of work. Uh, They've already crushed the stock and bond market. And so, yes, I think short term, this is uh, very bad, and it's misguided. Long term, obviously, I believe in the resiliency of the United States, the people of the country and the great economic innovation and the entrepreneurs here. So we'll be fine. Uh, But to Bitcoin, John, it's related to all of that macro stuff going on. So again, too much money in the system. Bitcoin probably went up too much. It was trading at 16,000 in November of 2020. It reached 68,000. They blasted the economy, took the money out of the system. Bitcoin's now back down in that sort of 21 to 23,000 zone, uh, but I like it long-term because it is a digital asset, it is a virtual asset, and it may not be comfortable to people like Warren Buffett or to certain age groups, but it's very comfortable to our children. Uh, they understand the technical properties of that asset, and they understand that that can be, over time as it gets adopted, a way that we exchange value between each other. So. So I like it. Um, it has immutability a, a to it, meaning there's a fixed supply. Um, not to bore your, your listeners, but uh, Bitcoin's on a halving cycle, meaning the program was set so that we're getting 900 Bitcoins out of the system a day right now. But come November of 2020, I'm sorry, February of 2024, you're going to do 450. And then four years later, you'll do 225. So the supply is shrinking And it's a fixed supply, and the demand for Bitcoin is growing. So I do like it, and I think Bitcoin is a great long-term asset because it's volatile. People are scared of it, or you get a lot of negative naysayers in the press. But I think long-term, it's going to be fine. But you got to get the Fed out of the way uh, for that asset and many other assets.
0: The two things, uh, when you're talking about the amount of Bitcoins created, uh, and they're using – energy level from outside sources so when those bitcoins are created that money doesn't go to the existing uh bitcoin owners so how do they benefit
1: yeah so that's a good that's a good yes so you have a uh you you have energy you know 70 percent of it now is renewable energy but yes uh the bitcoin miners are drawing electricity off of the grid And they're doing the mathematical calculations to keep the network tight, the integrity of the network. And in exchange for that, they get coins. These cryptographs come to them. uh, And you're right, it doesn't necessarily benefit the holders of Bitcoin unless they're part of the nodes and part of the mining. But where it does benefit is as that supply is shrinking, if you hold Bitcoin and the demand continues. and Remember, when I bought my first Bitcoin, John – there were 80 million wallets for Bitcoin, uh, and that was two and a half years ago. There's now over 300 million wallets for Bitcoin. Yeah. And, yeah. and if, my friend Kathy, if my friend Kathy Wood is right, it gets to a billion. Uh, you only have 21 million coins. And so you are correct. Uh, the holders don't benefit unless they you know, attach themselves to the nodes and they start to mine Bitcoin themselves. But the shrinkage of supply does benefit them, and that's happening over the next four, eight, and twelve years.
0: The other negative thing that uh goes out from uh uh people are that the people investing in bitcoins and i mean investors are investors because they want to hide their money are terrorists and drug dealers uh crooked prime ministers, crooked presidents of countries uh but it doesn't matter to the bitcoin holders because. Anybody can get $100 bills or Bitcoins.
1: Our former assistant, the CIA director, and I'm drawing a blank on his last name. Michael was his first name. He wrote a 20-page white paper on this. And basically in the white paper, he explained that because the wallets are easy to track, meaning my wallet is up on the net, if I move coins from my wallet, you can actually see the coins leave my wallet. And get directed into somebody else's wallet. And so what we found in some of these uh, blackmail cases where people were asking for Bitcoin, uh, the FBI, the CIA was actually able to figure out the wallet-to-wallet transfers and stop them. Uh, one of those things happened with the natural gas pipeline. If you remember, they hacked the pipeline. They slowed down the uh, the movement of gas through the pipeline, and they wanted a $5 million ransomware from Bitcoin. Uh, well, uh, the FBI figured out who it was uh, and stopped the exchange. So it gets a lot of negative press. There's no question about it. Um, is there fraud with Bitcoin? Yes, there is. There's also fraud, unfortunately, with the U.S. dollar, the euro, the yen, and other currencies. Um, and, I, and I get the point. People say, well, it's easier to hide Bitcoin. Uh, it, it is in the sense that you could take it off chain the same way you or I could take stacks of $100 bills and put it in the safe deposit box. But the minute you take it off-chain, if you go to put it back on-chain, guess what? Everybody can see it, and the FBI can see it. And you may have remembered reading in the New York Post, uh, somebody hacked a, a Bitcoin account. They got $75 million out. Uh, they, they laid dormant for seven years. The minute they went to use their Bitcoin, they got summarily arrested. So it's a lot more transparent. Uh, than people want to give it credit for. Uh, but the industry is early. And, and, and if I'm being very objective about the industry, we need way more regulation in the industry. Uh, but unfortunately, the Congress doesn't want to act on it. Gary Gensler, the security exchange chairman, doesn't like Bitcoin. And so he's bringing enforcement actions without providing guidance. And I would just say to people, uh, it's here to stay. I was in Abu Dhabi last week. Uh, we, we did our conference over there. I met with the regulatory officials there. Uh, If the United States rejects Bitcoin and digital assets, I think we do so at our own peril. I want the United States to maintain its financial services leadership, the mantle of its financial services leadership. Uh, And if it decides not to do that, this industry will grow in other parts of the world. uh, And I think that will be a long-term detriment to the United States.
0: Anything else you want to tell the American people?
1: Stay the course if you're an investor. Everybody is a long-term investor, John, until they have short-term losses, and then they get upset and they want to change their discipline. But I I have been through nine bear markets in my 35-year career on Wall Street. Stay the course. Be patient. Uh, The the Fed pivot will come eventually, and you don't want to be out of the market when that happens.
0: Anthony Scaramucci, thank you so much for uh, filling in all our listeners, and uh, we'll catch up with you again real soon.
1: Always great to be on, sir. And don't forget
0: to read my book.
1: Oh, by the way, your book is awesome. I love it.
0: (laughs) Thank you very much.